Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Parkway Poorhouse. If you are in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area or surrounding areas and need a great spot to grab some delicious dinner with the family or want to grab happy hour drinks with some friends, enjoy some appetizers and a cold adult beverage, well, Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. Visit parkwaypoorhouse.com to plan your visit today. And folks, tomorrow the Chattanooga Titans fans will be at Parkway Poorhouse with our first watch party with the Tennessee Titans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I will be previewing today in this impromptu solo. Uh, pr- I wanted to throw some ideas out because there's quite a few things happening. But in case you're new to Chat 10 Sports, make sure and check us out at chat10sports.com. Find everything from social media, articles, podcasts. We actually have some Chat 10 Sports and Chattanooga Titans fans t-shirts on sale right now. So you can go there and check those things out. But folks, it is exciting to be here because... The, the, the year's officially started, obviously. COVID-19 has not kept us from having so much fun. Last week, the Titans uh, go out to Denver on a West Coast game, and a late-night game, which we all know. It was ugly. We've digested it. We've thought through everything that we need to know. Here we are today, and I've actually been going through Twitter posts, I mean, Titans, TennesseeTitans.com to see anything that's going on today. I wanted to try and give you something to get you ready to, for the game time tomorrow. Maybe you listen to this Saturday night or before the game on Sunday. But I wanted to start off the top because today, this morning, I was actually, as a grown man now, I'm like obsessing over my grass. So listen to Paul Kaharski's podcast from, uh, I think it was Wednesday, um, going through a couple things with this weekend, but today Paul actually put up, if I'm if I'm correct, yes, Saturday put it up this morning at Eastern Time. It's 11 a.m. Uh, but Vic Beasley will not be making his debut against the Jaguars. It's something. This week is a little bit strange because we we started the week thinking we're going to get back Darrington Evans. Did not know the severity of AJ Brown's knee injury. Both of those guys are officially out now, which we've actually I'm actually got the the. Injury port pulled up here. I wanted to kind of go through it to see who would be filling in spots to give us a better idea regarding what we're going to see on the field tomorrow. So, like I said, officially those two are out. They have four other questionable players. Looking at Derek Roberson, Malcolm Butler, um, as well as Jamil Douglas. And then lastly, obviously, Vic Beasley. So Paul confirmed what what the reports were as as far as him being questionable. Now he's confirmed the report of him being out. Uh, So good work by Paul Kaharski there. But let me pull up the TennesseeTitans.com depth chart. I believe that's probably most likely, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, will be the most accurate thing that we can find. So we know AJ's out. That puts a shift on the wide receiver line. Obviously, excuse me, Corey Davis is going to slide up to that number one spot. We're going to see a little bit more uh, probably slot action and maybe even, I wouldn't say outside work from uh, from Adam Humphreys, but we'll see him in there. I'm hoping as the self-dubbed conductor of the of the Khalif Raymond hype train for this training camp year, obviously last year he had a lot uh, to bring to the table in the later half of the seasons. Uh, the With the season of the Colts game, I know there's a, a long play-action pass from Ryan Tannehill, and of course, uh, in in Baltimore against Jamal, uh, excuse me, Jamal. I almost said Jamal Lewis. I've been watching some old Vol stuff. Sorry, uh, but with Lamar Jackson and, and, and company up there. Um, but but we saw a lot from Khalif this training camp as well. Clean routes. I mean, he's getting some separation. I know a lot of the videos that you're going to see uh, in those training camp settings are favored for the offense. They want to 
you know, it, they know what's going on. There's no pass rush. Quarterback's going to be able to get the ball out quickly and cleanly. Uh, so the offense has the advantage. It's just a matter of the response uh, and what they can do there. So, again, we've had numerous players be training camp stars they come through and you know nothing happens uh, in the regular season when it matters but as far as today and i just got this uh pulled up here from paul kaharski just a few minutes ago um that cameron batson and i believe jeremy mcnichols are both coming off the practice squad and they'll confirm the 54th and 55th spot for tomorrow uh it's exciting to see because uh, I know the Titans. Let me pull this um, roster back up here. They just signed. I'm I'm totally blanking on it, and I just had it pulled up here. Let me get ESPN's depth chart. I think they've got it. Um, it is Nick Wil uh, Westbrook. I'm going to butcher this last part, so I apologize. Ikhan. Uh, maybe I wasn't too far off. But the... Obviously, Cam Batson's been here for a long time. Practice squad, you know fourth maybe fifth receiver on the roster so he's obviously going to have a little bit more continuity coming in that's that's a good thing and then Darrington Evans being out man Darrington Evans since the you know since the draft we were all talking about how excited we are to see somebody come in as a running back to to fill in the void for the guy Deion Lewis and it's you know, say la vie to him he's in he's in New York with the Giants along with Logan Ryan now um I I was so disappointed by this news because he is a guy I'm so desperate to see. Obviously, the rookie class thus far, um, Chris Jackson came out last week, had a great week. Uh, Darrington Evans has not started. Isaiah Wilson has not started. And Christian Fulton is getting time. And, of course, the other, the other uh, Hawaiian quarterback that we got is no longer on the team. Um, but Fulton and Jackson obviously having you know good experience. I say that in the sense of gaining experience last week uh, is fantastic. They're going to have to put that back on there. The good news is as far as this injury report right now, I don't see uh, a Dory Jackson. So we should be able to see him back out there. Um, and again, shout out to Paul Kaharski for his podcast. Um, this morning he was talking about how there's still there's a, a the total topic was uh, I guess the over overarching topic was the lack of depth but uh, pointedly he was talking about kick return and and punt return to where you know the entire intent for Adoree Jackson obviously was to come in as a DB but also for that that kick return and punt return and even I know T Martin at the time who's now with the Tennessee Vols as their you know receivers coach and kind of OC 2.0 if you will. Um, but he was telling him every four or five, you know, uh, returns, he's making a touchdown basically. And I'm like, you know, hearing that's fantastic for fans, but we've never seen that. Um, I don't think he's going to get an opportunity again, at least for now, unless we have, you know, some type of problem to where again, last week, Khalif Raymond was, was, um, I mean, from other accounts and other opinions was just terrible. Um, I would not be shocked to see more, you know, maybe some Adam Humphreys out there. Um, I'm sorry, Adoree Jackson not being on the list. I'm drawing a blank here because he's on the IR. So forgive me there. I just remembered that. So uh, he'll be out probably next week and then hopefully week four <clears throat> we should see him back. But that is something that, uh, man, just completely drew a blank on that one. Yeah, but uh, let's get back on here with the depth chart as far as uh, punt return, kick return. Maybe we see a little bit more. Um, out of Adam Humphreys, but beyond beyond Khalif Raymond and Adam Humphreys, and again, this is what Paul kind of summarized, um, 
is, is it is probably one of the more you know, and this is my in, interpretation and kind of re- repeating of it from my account. The lack of depth that that spot is concerning because of how pivotal, obviously, Brett Kern can be whenever you're punting. But if you can't get those yards back and kind of shift, and even if it's a 10, 10 yard return for a punt, you know, it's 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 ten yards that could put you in the end zone. Um, but even kickoffs, I mean, I, I legitimately cannot recall the last time the Tennessee Titans, and I'm talking years since they've had some, uh, you know, kickoff return or. A punt return. I really cannot recall that. Maybe you can, and if you can, hit me up on Twitter because I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, so it, it, to me, it's something I don't know who else there is as far as maybe a depth receiver um, that that could jump in there, and maybe that Nick Westbrook it kind fills that role because he's still in that in that spot for an active roster spot this week. I think a lot of these guys we're going to be seeing as we already have somewhat of being passed down, like yeah, for example, Cody Hollister this week cut. You know, nobody went. He went through the wave wire, waiver wire. Nobody picks him up, and they and the Titans sign him right back to practice squad. And then, of course, they can just move them directly. Um, interesting year. I'm kind of liking as far as like I said with the Dory being on a three week IR. That's that's nice. Obviously, last year we would have gotten a guy like Malcolm Butler Butler back if that was in place then. Very much a different circumstance, very much different <laughs> year in general, and it's obviously very different getting used to, no fans, but all that to say, um, it, it's nice to be able to have that versus him going out there, Adori, I'm speaking of Adori, going out there, you know, forcing himself to play through injury, and, you know, who knows how bad it was, and even another example that could be not being on IR, but a guy like A.J. Brown, was his week one slow start because of whatever knee knee injury maybe it was a pre-existing injury we don't know that um i know the a to z sports guys had a great uh interview with with uh bone and joint clinic doctor out of nashville obviously out of nashville but um just talking through the the details of that but it's something uh, I, I don't recall any type of collisions or aj getting hurt or even tangled up and twisted because i'm talking about a bone bruise you're taking a thump like you're gonna you're going to have some type of you know, recall in a game if we're going to be watching that and seeing A.J. Brown get hit and if it started there, which makes me think it, makes me think it was a pre-existing um, injury. But all that to say, we see the wide receiver roster you know, kind, of, kind of move up a notch for all the guys if you take A.J. Brown out. Again, I'm excited to see Khalif Raymond week two. I legitimately believe, and, and I think, uh, again, F-Words pods um, – Football and other F-words with Lebowski, Mike Herndon, and, and Zach Lyons do a great job talking through it. But even talking, uh, Mike Herndon uh, on the podcast basically clarified that there was some conversation about if the Titans could have gone out sooner, maybe three or four days sooner to get, you know, get acclimated to the elevation change and um, the altitude. I mean, I think I mentioned with Chase last episode of, of how impactful – you know, it's it's a thousand feet, obviously a mile high. It's it's not anything crazy, but I was in Hawaii, you know, during college and one summer, and and spent the summer over there basically. But went to Mount Akea, which is like fourteen thousand five hundred feet, obviously way more. But we were feeling, I mean, the severe impacts of that just being up there. We didn't, we were not able to stay long because of that that issue. But even a thousand. You know, uh, feet above sea level compared to what you're probably at in Nashville is is gonna be you know gonna hit you right in the chest. I know a lot of people say 
um, that move there. You know, there's a there's an active and ongoing reputation. So I'm I'm in full belief to see a, a, a different team from the Tennessee Titans as far as coming out quickly. Derrick Henry. I know a lot of folks, and this is what I thought about it as well at the beginning of it, was Derrick Henry lined up and and just did not look as quick and kind of quick twitch, uh, which, you know, I don't know if he's been lifting a ton. You know, we we see a lot of workout videos from him, but um, kind of balancing that out. But, again, I don't know if the the altitude change impacted his his day. Um, but I'm expecting to see, you know, obviously a home game, you know, being close to family. I know I saw an uh, Instagram story from Roger Saffold of him, him videoing his kids dancing. So it's obviously good to be home, good to be with your family and loved ones. A little bit more normalcy. I'm, and that's where I think these home field advantages are, are, are obviously different with no fans in the stands. But how much is it going to be? How much is it going to benefit a player and a team to sleep in your own bed, see your loved ones, and not have to FaceTime them from a hotel and you're by yourself? And again, like, it's been such a crazy year in general for everybody. And I was listening to a, a, another podcast. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on their name, but they were talking about the Braves and talking through, you know, whomever wins this championship this year. And I think the same thing applies to the NFL or any other league. You're going through such strange conditions and such strange protocols of testing. And I mean, you're separated, you know, through camp, you're separated from your family. Uh, you know, and, there, and I know we didn't go full bubble like the NBA, but the NFL, you know, had a lot of those protocols in place. But um, how, whoever wins this championship is going to have a lot more hurdles to have gone through. Um, and it's a great point because you got to think th- through, I mean, I, we don't know. That's why I kind of enjoyed the, this this year's hard knocks with the Rams and the Chargers of you got to see their day in and day out. I mean, look, I, I wear a mask when I go to the store. I, don't, I work from home right now, and it's something for me that it, it is a pain in the butt to wear a mask. And these players are having to do it through meetings and through the cafeteria and through I mean, everything is put on you know, you're kind of under a microscope to say, obviously making the making sure protocols are being executed, but it's just, it's going to be a lot. And especially taking the physical toll if you're fighting injuries and so on and so forth. It's, I fully believe in a mental strain as much as a physical strain in your body. Because obviously if you've driven 12 hours, you know what it's like to feel a, a almost a physical toll that can impact your body just from driving. You're not physically doing much except for accelerating and steering. But again, that's just something side note I was thinking through with, you know, this COVID-19 year, it's been very, I mean, I, I legitimately cannot imagine being in any league right now. NHL, uh, obviously, they, they're they still going. Although the Predators, you know, blanked the bed so long ago. It seems like a year ago that they actually played a game. But, you know, NBA, MLB, and obviously the NFL, it's, it's a strange year. Uh, obviously, college football got some big news this week with the Big Ten coming back into play. Interesting. Uh, they kind of jumped the gun, but that's a, that's a topic for another episode, I guess you could say. But, um... But it is something I wanted to just kind of close out the depth chart, not depth chart, but injury report. Um, I, I'm expecting, like we saw last week, I'm expecting this 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 new Corey Davis we saw last week, 100 yards. You know, that's a that's probably his third best game, I believe, if you're counting the the uh, when he showed up in the Eagles game for that final catch, and just I mean, in general, had a great game. And then the Patriots game, I remember, I'm sure you're drawing other memories as well, but it's just something, I believe this is going to be the new, 
you know, kind of connection between Tannehill and Corey Davis. I've been saying it all offseason. Corey Davis is not the receiver you think he is. Uh, with, with, again, the guy's gone. I don't want to really utter his name, but we all know who I'm talking about, the old quarterback. I'm going to say his name because it just sounds petty not to, but Marcus Mariota no longer being here is a massive benefit for Corey Davis. And again, I cannot imagine... If you are Corey Davis, you're drafted into a team to help a struggling quarterback get better. And think of that from the receiver's perspective for a minute, right? Like this whole week I was tweeting about this idea of a NFL draft lottery because of how many teams draft these rookie quarterbacks. And if you're lucky enough to get on a team and, and you fall, and then we I think every time we've seen a team fall or a quarterback fall, excuse me, hit the hit the mic. Um Aaron Rodgers is an obvious example. He He's a flyer, I would say, for the simple sake that he's Aaron Rodgers, and it's not the average deal. But more players that go to better teams and versus being those saviors of the franchise like Marcus was, like Jameis was. I mean, Kyler Murray's that guy right now with the, the Cardinals. Obviously, he's having success being so familiar with that that scheme and, and the continuity of, of his coach. Um, but it's something, too, just – I'm kind of ready to see more players, more good players have opportunities where they fit into roles um, that are, for example, Joe Burrow. That that offensive line is going to get him absolutely abused this year. And it, it's hard to watch, but I'm kind of rambling about other things right now besides Titans. But I just say all that stuff to no longer have this ongoing cycle of save the franchise. The team is so bad, even if a, I mean, even if you put Tom Brady and we're seeing the change for him right now with, with the Buccaneers, you put Tom Brady on the Bengals. He is either going to get injured at his age, obviously, but if he's in his prime, you know, I don't think even his, his attributes, his abilities could, could elevate the talent of, of an offensive line, obviously, but obviously some of the talent he has around him, AJ green, and, and it's funny because A.J. Green, man, the other night during that Thursday night football game, which was actually the first time that the episode of the Thursday night football you know, game did not suck. It was a great game. I absolutely loved it. The, you know, Joe Buck and uh, Joe Buck, watching Joe Buck get honored was fantastic. But I say all this because the continuity was so evident when you have Joe Burrow and a draft pick in T. Higgins, obviously both Clemson, uh, Ellis, excuse me, a Clemson guy and an LSU quarterback getting more on the page than a guy like A.J. Green. Um, it's something to me that that it's it's difficult. I say all that stuff to be – I don't know what it is as far as if it's an age gap thing, but there's so many things that go into making a relationship with a young quarterback and a struggling team work. So I say all that stuff to just kind of reiterate that <laughs> the NFL, I think, could get better that way, but – I really don't even know how I got to that point right here, but I just um, speaking of young quarterbacks on on bad teams, I I, I want to give my thoughts obviously for Duvall. I, I say Duvall because I've I've the Jags are um, obviously the butt of a lot of Tennessee Titan fan jokes. We and then this is I'm setting this up for for a main point here, so stay with me for just a second, but. <sighs> The domination that has happened over the last alone two years with Derrick Henry, 99 yards. I mean, even last year, Derrick Henry went off. The team went off. A.J. Brown had a great game. It was very much the contrast of that first, first what, week two or week three game in Jacksonville where it was just absolutely 
terrible to watch. Difficult to watch for sure. Um, but here's my point. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a lot better than anybody wants to admit right now. And it's not the week one hype. It's not the situation where Gardner Minshew goes in and has a fantastic week where he's missed one pass and has a great QBR, QB, you know, quarterback rating. All that to say, I believe the cancer that was in Jacksonville has been cut out. And they've they've cleared out every player. Obviously, it started with Tom Coughlin. The room or the, the reports coming out about him and kind of the dysfunction within there. But once once you have that set in, and that's kind of what I'm calling the cancer. I'm not calling the players the cancer, but the dysfunction it creates within a team, in my perspective, is you have guys like Leonard Fournette, you have guys like Jalen Ramsey. Uh, obviously, I don't think Calais Campbell was a part of that problem, but again, just kind of getting rid of old money changing out the guard so to speak i think that this team is going to be really good um caleb on chase on josh allen being young on the defensive side miles jack last week had an absolutely incredible week for a linebacker i really encourage you to go watch the all 22 and specifically with him it's he was reading plays before they were forming and like there was one i think uh uh, maybe a, a, a play action read or a quarterback read, a uh, read option play. Thank you. My brain just shut down there for a second. But the read option from, um, you know, Phil Rivers, I believe he was in, or maybe it was a wildcat. But the the read went, or the the fake went one way, he went the other, and Miles Jack was, I mean, on a missile, like a heat-seeking missile was on that quarterback. Um, if that again, if that was a wildcat play, don't don't hold me to all the you know, <laughs> don't hold me in quotes uh, to to hold my feet to the fire there. But it's just something that this this Jacksonville team. I think this this is not going to be uh, the game that we think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive. I've got it up right here with ESPN's kind of predictor right now. They are giving the 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 favor to the Titans. I mean, it's seventy two percent chance. However, uh, Jay Gruden. And a guy like uh, Gardner Minshew have a have a similar chemistry from what I've seen from the both of them. They both have a highly competitive engine. They want to go. They want to win. Um, but even last week, I mean, th- this this Jags team, and I'll, I'll pull up their you know their roster here and kind of look at their depth chart for a second because they've got the talent. Obviously, we're thinking the talent's gone now with Jalen Jalen Ramsey and, and and I mean so many players. It's just crazy to see how they've they've changed so much. AJ Bouye being on the Broncos last week was strange, um, but all that to say, it's something that the receiver core for this team is is going to be one that uh, might haunt us because DJ Chark, we know what he brings, but uh, but Laviska Chenault Jr. I hope I said that correctly, and then Dede Westbrook even. Those guys, and Keenan Cole Sr. as well. Uh, obviously, Tyler Eifert being new. Look at their running backs here. James Robinson, no names stick out to me. But if a guy like Gardner Minshew can get the protection that he needs, I think that's the big reason of why you know you can go out there and beat the Colts. We all thought the Colts were on, on the Titans' heels for the division, and then they looked, you know, they didn't look inept. Obviously, Phil Rivers statistically had a good game, but it's clear who, who, you know, was operating uh, a little bit better on that on that game last week for the Colts and the Jags, but still still a young team defensively. Uh, obviously, C.J. Henderson. I'm I'm waiting to see him get stiff armed. Uh, sorry, popping my knuckles here. 
Uh, but again, Miles Jack, even Taven Bryan, Josh Allen on the edge, uh, who he's backed up with Caleb on Chase Young, which to me scares me because both of those guys on a rotation. Because if you have the opposite defensive end with Adam, Go- uh, is it Gosis? Goddess? Got? I don't know. I'm so- sorry, Adam, for butchering your name, but. Having him in there to rotate with Caleb on Chase on, that is going to be interesting to see. I think, obviously, Lawan, I think Kelly are going to be okay, but um, they got a lot of talent and a lot of speed. They're young, um, but if you get the right attitude, and I think, I don't know, again, I'm not reading so much into uh, last week's win and, and booking them for the Super Bowl or anything like that. I'm just saying, don't expect us to go out there and do what we've been doing the last you know year, minus the... Uh, away game at the Jags last year, but um, yeah, a lot here that I, I it, it's got me very much uh, intrigued to see um, if this. I'm trying to see if they have any injuries pulled up or pulling it up to see if they have any injuries right now. Um, let's see here, nothing, no, nothing too bad. Uh, ruled out versus the Titans. This is a uh, Tyler Davis tight end I'm, I'm assuming he's a depth guy for sure but it'll be very interesting to see what the titans do to probably with aj brown being out how does that shuffle what does that create for the tennessee titans because you know for for the first time in forever and i say that because my young my middle daughter has been watching frozen for the last seven days on repeat basically but for the first time in forever, we have actually got some receiver depth, and I'm including the Titans in that conversation as well because I drafted as a as a Titans fan my homer pick. Aside from Derrick Henry, he he fell. I was there. I got him. Don't blame me. But my homer, I'm I'm always a tight end guy when it comes to fantasy football. You can ask you know my buddy Dylan Warnock and the Vulture haters. Uh, fantasy football league I played in for about almost almost ten years, almost really. Um, always, always was the first guy to take a tight end. And I don't know, just, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's a scientific, uh, you know, or, or a statistical genius move or whatnot, but it's something that I would do. But Johnny Smith is my guy for this year. And I know a lot of people were responding. I think one guy was responding to me taking Johnny and how I need to get a, get better help at tight end or whatever. I think it's a matter of time until we see Johnny absolutely explode. And I think, you know, they, they are going to be targeting, Humphreys, uh, Davis, and Jonu, I believe. They're going to force uh, Ryan Tannehill to throw. I think they're going to try and shut down Derrick Henry. Then they're going to try and make Tannehill throw. But I think, obviously, teams have done that prior. And, you know, he take he can take over a game. And then Henry, one week, can take over a game. And Tannehill throws 72 yards like he did last season. So just some things to me that I'm, 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 ex- I'm interested to see how these two teams attack each other. Um especially with A.J. Brown being out. I don't know that I, I'm at the place now. Obviously, A.J. is a becoming a young star. A lot of people are pushing the chips in on A.J. Brown. Um, I don't know that this offense has, um, you know, with one week, I don't know if they're going to be missing him terribly because of how much Corey Davis stepped up. I would kind of either, you know, you could see them, try to shut down Corey Davis, and then we see Adam Humphreys and Jonu go off and just play a short go, short yard game, keep feeding Henry. And even people last week talking about Henry getting 31 touches, man. Henry Henry needs the touches, baby. Like, he's he's got the reputation of of not getting tired, uh, not you know, not wearing down. I don't even think I've you know seen him breathe hard 
uh, outside of a 99-yard run, excuse me. Uh, my wife just texted me, I've got to start wrapping this thing up. So I'll start moving in that direction. But but I'm excited to see how they go after each other. I also, obviously, the big te- the the big story of last week is uh, Stephen Goskowski. Um, <laughs> makes me think of Austin Stanley this week talking about how he knows <laughs> how to spell his name and that it's a, it's a PH Stephen and not a V Stephen, which I thought was funny. Uh, it's it's a big week to me, and I, I tweeted this out this er, earlier this week that if if he misses a kick or a PAT, is he done? And I think a lot of folks agreed. Um, however, I for one, I think he's gonna. I'm hoping he bounces back. I think he can do it. I think he's the kind of guy that can put the pieces in there mentally. Obviously, I think he looked physically okay. I mean, he was hitting the ball. I think he, I say his power, you know, was was there. Uh, when I say he was hitting the ball well, obviously the direction is is something. And coming off of hip surgery, no preseason to get those, you know, the dust off and to kind of get your bearings. I'm sure he's been on himself all week to the point that it's it's, you know. It's time. It's time to go. I hope he's resting up. I'm excited. I, I'm excited for him. I, I want to see this guy have his opportunity to come back, and I want the kicker storyline with the Titans to be over with because I don't know what type of voodoo we got on us or what type of you know whatever happened. I'm I'm ready for this thing to be done. But but folks, let me go ahead and wrap this thing up. I do want to make sure and and repeat that if you are in Chattanooga, Tennessee, North Georgia, wherever you're coming from, we want to invite you tomorrow for our Ch- Ch- uh, Chattanooga Titans fans watch party at Parkway Poorhouse. Social hour starts at 12. One, uh, one o'clock is kickoff. So make sure and bring your mask. We will be socially distanced. It's it's something that we're going to root together from a, from a little bit of space, but I want to make sure everybody got that. Go to chat10sports.com slash events to get the details on that. It'll take you to our Facebook events page, and you can find that and all the information that you need there. Make sure to follow us on everything you are on, chat10sports. We're not on Snapchat because I'm not really about Snapchat <laughs> for some reason. Uh, Chase is a little bit more, but uh, we've not kind of taken that step yet, but... Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, subscribe, rate, and pod. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, rate, and share all the podcasts. Obviously, I'm doing this in one take, so bear with me. But uh, yeah, we, I'm looking forward to it. Make sure and find me on Twitter. It's T R E S W I N N. Hope you guys have a great Saturday night, and we'll see you tomorrow for Titans Sunday. <laughs>